Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you just have nothing to ask anymore. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random, hit the record button, and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it, and get your viral moment, all with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C. What do you think about if I say the words personal safety. Maybe you think of martial arts. Maybe you think of a weapon such as mace and or a gun. What if I told you that all you need is situational awareness, using your gut instinct and running away from the situation? Stay tuned as we talk to Colette Byer, who is a former police officer and knows a thing or two or eight or nine about personal safety. I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Service. I am Kat Corchado, and my guest today is Colette Byer. Now, if you don't know her, you probably should, and you'll figure that out a little bit more as we move along. But she's the founder and chief evangelist of X2. I know it sounds like she's a superhero, right? But she'll explain that. Um, She's a human potential accelerator, and we'll talk about that more, too. But what's most interesting is that she is a lifelong combat sports practitioner, endurance athlete, and at one time she was also a police officer. So Colette, welcome to Citizen Service. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Kat. I'm excited to be here. Well, Colette and I had a conversation and she she was just fascinating. And I thought, oh my God, she has to be on, on Sisters in Service. So first and foremost, Colette, tell us what a chief evangelist of X2 is. So uh, X2 is a human potential accelerator that I formed after leaving the police department and realizing that I was I was missionless. And as you know, being a, uh, a alpha female driven type woman, uh, that energy's got to go someplace. So <laughs> I'm really on a mission now to empower female athletes and veterans to really channel their innate drive, harness that to just become, you know, unstoppable winning entrepreneurs. Um, I consider X2 and the X2 group to be a lifestyle brand uh, and a way of life. Uh, And ultimately at the end of the day, a very high performance way of life. And uh, that was the genesis of the company. So when I hear human potential accelerator, I feel like it can be applied to almost any part of your life, whether you're a, a sports person, you're an athlete, whether, you know, it can be applied to your business, it can be applied to being an entrepreneur. Is Am I thinking along the right lines or is it more potentially for athletes? No, it really is. It's, it's, it's really for all women. You know, I tend to just kind of focus and speak to women who are female athletes and entrepreneurs and veterans because those are my people because that's my lived experience, personally speaking. But really, it is for anybody. I mean, there's really I have three big goals is that women really need to be self-reliant. 
And uh, and they also need to be strong physically and mentally, and they also need to be secure. So if you really you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, security and, and safety really are at the base of that pyramid. And you can't truly self-actualize and rise up to the top and and reach your full potential until you've laid those base layers, much like building a house. Right. We don't build houses on sand. We pour ourselves a nice foundation. And unfortunately, a lot of women are walking around without that foundation. So that's where we come in to help lay the lay the salad groundwork so that you can build on top of it and and ultimately become a 2% woman. People don't realize that only 2% of the 13 million female entrepreneurs in the United States ever scale to a point where their annual revenue exceeds a million dollars. Uh, and that's my ultimate goal for women. That's the ultimate self-reliance is to not have to worry about anything or anybody telling you you have a job today or you don't tomorrow. Right. And so we need more women up in that category, yep. me included. <laughs> Well, we're going right. to get you, we're going to get you there. That's why, that's why we're laying this framework. So you decided that you were going to quit your career in political communications and serve in law enforcement. Why law enforcement? Uh, as you can imagine, my parents were oh so thrilled about me leaving a, you know, a lucrative six figure career uh, at the height of like Ferguson and Baltimore being on fire. And I'm saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go do this. You know, uh, turning, you know, lemons into lemonade, it was uh, December 9th of 2013, just a couple weeks short of Christmas, and I lost my job unexpectedly. I was working for a trade association, doing the lobbying thing after leaving politics in Capitol Hill, and I found myself with severance and a, a question that I had to ask myself. And my question was, does this work that I'm doing really matter? And the answer was a big fat no. It didn't matter. I didn't feel like I had purpose. I wasn't fulfilling a mission. And I had always been service oriented. Uh, an injury, unfortunately, kept me out of MEPS and the United States Marine Corps, which is what led me to uh, riding my bike across the country, which we can talk about. But uh, ultimately, I still felt like I needed to show up and serve. And even though I couldn't do that in the military, I had always been very drawn to law enforcement. And I made it happen. So I was 31 and uh, trained like crazy and was super fit, was the fittest female in my in my class and uh, went out on the street and became a police officer at arguably one of the dangerous, if not the most dangerous times in society. And uh, it was a great experience. That's all I can say about that. What was the easiest part? of your job? And then the second question is, what was the hardest part of being a police officer? You know, the easiest part was getting to talk to people. I, I and I, that was ultimately like my favorite part of the job. I loved being able to go in and, and just get to hear people's stories. And at the end of the day, everybody just has a story and they want to be heard and they want to be seen. And believe it or not, that is the magic secret sauce to diffusing any bad situation that you're in is to just listen to people, right? You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. So listen twice as much as you speak. <laughs> uh, it was a, a, a pertinent lesson from home as a child that came into handy in, uh, in, in uniform. The most difficult part was going to calls for service, and this is ultimately what led me to create X2, and hearing women especially who had been unfortunately victimized and traumatized as a result say to me, if only I had known, or I wish I knew. So I started to realize that it really wasn't fair 
for me to have all of this knowledge, training, and experience to keep it to myself. And that's ultimately the mission that I'm on now is to, is to share that information in a way uh, that doesn't jeopardize law enforcement or military operational security, obviously, but does provide women with a higher level of training for their mind and body that will hopefully allow them to never have to call 911. So in what ways do you help women do that? So there's a few things, right? So situational awareness by by far is the most important thing. When I initially left the police department, all I was doing was firearms training and and taser training because I'm I'm a law enforcement and taser instructor, but I also tase women, tase women. I teach women how to tase people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to tase anybody with this one. <laughs> and we can talk about this. Um, but what, you know, the biggest thing I realized was that people lacked the framework and the understanding of how to rapidly assess a situation, keep themselves in control and to execute a solution very quickly. And, and that is my formula. I call it ACE to allow women to constantly, if you follow that loop of assessing, controlling, and executing a solution, a good solution, obviously, over and over again, you can work yourself out of pretty much any predicament that you find yourself in. So number one now, situational awareness and teaching women really how to have that mindset mastery, controlling their inputs, controlling themselves so that they can control the situation that they're in. That's huge. Number one. Number two um, is, is being physically strong. You know, I'm in that interim between leaving politics and being a police officer. I was a full time personal trainer, tactical strength and conditioning trainer, which is what allowed me to be the fittest female in my class at the age of 31, 10 years older than everybody else. Right. I I worked for it and I teach women how to work for it. Two, no matter what fitness level you're at, I meet you where you're at. If we're doing body weight, the reality is, cat women like yourselves and your listeners here, ladies, you know, you've all been through some sort of basic training and a fitness standard and your, your mind thinks you can do it, but your body and your mind are disconnected and, you know, your body's not, can't keep up with the brain. So I have to teach you how to slow it down to build yourself back up. Uh, and then really the, the last one is really learning how to be in command of your presence. So being aware of the words that are coming out of your mouth, the way you're showing up and presenting yourself and making sure that all of that is congruent. Uh, and really that's good for keeping yourself safe and secure, but it's also really great for, you know, really maximizing your business and your productivity in the workplace. Right. So I know that in situational um, aspects like you were speaking is just knowing who and what is around you at any given time. And in the military, they teach us that really well is knowing what do you have being prepared as much as you can. But sometimes, you know, I see women walking all the time. It's, you know, with the time change, it's pitch dark and they're just, you know, bopping around like nothing's going to happen to them. I take my dog out and my head is on a swivel. I like it's constantly, I'm looking around me. I'm looking behind me. I'm doing pirouettes. You know? <laughs> so in what way can women, what's the word I'm looking for? In what way can they practice that? You know, getting just, is it just being more aware of where you are? Because I know that you know, women are always fumbling in their, their purses. You know, when I go to my car, my key is ready. Boom. I'm getting in my car. I don't have to dig. So in what ways can women put that into play 
as of today, if they wanted to. You know, it all starts the moment you wake up, believe it or not. And I, uh, I, I do. I'm working on a product right now uh, to help women create a daily productivity ritual that starts the day out right to keep you focused so that you're not distracted. Right. And that's ultimately what really causes people to not be situationally aware is distraction and not being present. So the whole goal and the name of the game is to be present and aware. I mean, so what distracts us? Obviously, technology, our cell phone, the radio in the car. If you have children, grandchildren, you know, they're tugging at your leg. Obviously, those things are distractions. But honestly, we're oftentimes our mind is one of our greatest distractions and not being focused and present and aware because we're we're overwhelmed and we're not focused on any one task at hand. So, yes, I mean, just some actionable takeaways. Um Keeping your hands free at all times, okay, uh, especially for those of us, you know, I have a an older vehicle, which I keep on purpose because I like having a key. <laughs> and believe it or not, and we could talk about this, one of the biggest things that's happening right now, unfortunately, is carjackings. You know, we're heading yes. into the holiday season and, and, you know, technology is both a blessing and a curse. Your proximity key is a blessing in that it's convenient. It's also a curse in that if you are close to your vehicle and distracted, somebody can easily jump into the car, start your car and drive away, potentially with you in it, your kids in it, your stuff in it, whatever it may be. So that's one. Keeping your, your senses primed, okay? So not being in what, you know, we would call, Jeff Cooper would call, condition white. So, you know, not being immersed in looking at your phone or futzing with things like that. Uh, keep the phone away. Um, I don't carry a bag and I don't advocate that women carry a purse either um, because it makes you a target. And that's not my research. That's actually the research that FBI has done by interviewing criminals. And then the third thing I would really say is so hands free not carrying a bag to keep people from seeing you as a target. And number three, keeping any kind of AirPod or earbud out. I don't care if it's open air and you can hear everything. It's actually not as much of an issue that I'm concerned about you not being able to hear. It's the perception of a criminal or a predator looking at you and saying, because she has earbuds in or AirPods in, therefore, she is not as present and aware as she should be, and she is an easy target. So it's a bit of perception Absolutely. there, uh, in addition to the fact that it is necessarily, it is it is hindering your senses. Wow. I think the other thing, too, is that when we talk about self-defense for women, the first thing that women think about, and even I did at one point, was having some kind of weapon. And if you watch women on TV, you know, they're taking down these big guys and they're doing all this stuff and you have this, I could do that. You know, I could, but you really can't. So can you talk through why, you know, what it is you teach to women and why? So stenciled on every police academy wall, if it isn't there already, it should be, is distance plus cover equals time. So let me explain. So Cover for women that may not have been operational and in combat necessarily stops bullets, right? So concrete walls, 100-year-old oak trees that aren't rotted out in the middle, you know, those sorts of things. And distance, right? So keeping your distance, being at a distance. Uh, you know, we've learned that in the pandemic, right? You know, six feet. Now, you know, we all knew that we had a personal space bubble around us. And, and in a way, it's a blessing that the pandemic happened and people now are more aware of that. 
but that equals and buys you time. And ultimately, at the end of the day, time and slowing down time allows your your brain and your OODA loop to catch up and make a good decision. So I'm not a fan and I rail on it every single day, excuse me, I rail on it every day, which is pepper spray. Everybody tells me I have pepper spray. Great. Where's your pepper spray? It's on my keychain. Cool. Where's your keychain? In my, in my purse, in my bag. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. All right. So, you know, what you have to understand is, is that in law enforcement, and this is again, me democratizing the best practices from law enforcement and, and military police, if you were security forces or whatever it may be, is that you understand that certain tools you have are, are rapid reaction, quick draw type technologies, right? And really the only thing that falls into that category is a firearm. So that's one. So everything else that you've got, an expandable baton, pepper spray, a taser, you know, you can have a taser as a civilian. This is legal in pretty much every single state. They're not designed for rapid access. And what people don't seem to understand and realize is, is that victimization and attacks occur in a split second. And if you are not situationally aware if you're not keeping your distance, if you're not searching for cover, if you see something necessarily, you're not buying yourself that time. The reality is, is that when something happens like that, physiologically speaking, the, the blood from your extremities, your fingers, your hands, your feet, your toes, everything, it shunts to your core to protect your body. And you actually lose your fine motor skills, okay, your dexterity. So, for example, when you're a police officer and you have a portable radio on your, on your chest or on your belt, uh, you're taught that you need to turn it down so that you don't get reverberation on the other radio or around other officers. But you're taught that you do not turn it all the way off. And the reason why is, is that, God forbid, somebody starts to fight you and they're grabbing for your gun and you're on the ground rolling for your life. You can have that big, gross motor movement to grasp for the microphone, but you would not have the tactile ability to turn the little knob and grab your microphone. So let's translate that into everyday life for women that are listening the reality is, is that when something happens and somebody sees you as a target because you're you're in condition white, looking at your phone, head down, walking in a parking lot to your car or something with this big, you know, hobo bag or whatever on your shoulder, they're targeting you more than likely because of the fact that you're distracted and you have a bag. Uh, they grab your bag. They've potentially taken your pepper spray, your keys and everything else along with it. Even if you manage to retain positive control of that bag, much like an officer would fight to remain positive control of their weapons on their tool belt, they not necessarily, you're not going to be able to dig and grab for it. So right. it's, it's kind of like that the person that attacks you has the jump, right? Because, right. because reaction is much slower than the person that is taking the action, unfortunately. So is it kind of like, you know, when you have those movies and so someone's being chased usually it's a woman she has the key she's trying to get the key in the lock she drops the keys and then she picks it up and she has the wrong key and she drops the key again is that kind of what you're talking about is like that dexterity just yeah it, it's not there colette's talking all about all of this but she can back it up and so colette can you tell um our audience all the certifications you have that help women to be more situational aware, how they can um, be defensive in a way that 
that doesn't require a gun, a knife or anything else like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and I'll just kind of like read off the litany of things that I can tell you right now. OK, I mean, in addition to my number one thing and favorite thing to teach women how to do is to run away. So because being a chicken and running away is the smartest thing that you can do. So not, my number one love is, is fitness, um, to tell you the truth. Like, I'm not actually a huge fan of guns. I mean, I think guns are great. They're a tool, right? You know, it's, it is what it is. But I am certified. I'm a nationally certified firearms instructor in pistol, rifle, and shotgun. So if you're in the northern Virginia, D.C. area and you're looking for hands-on training, I can get that for you. Or I can refer you to a competent woman in, anywhere in the country. That's number one. Number two, I am an expandable baton instructor, uh, which actually is a really good tool. And I think women would benefit from learning from it. I just got back from instructor school last week and I'm covered in bruises to prove it. <laughs> um, and it actually, it can be a really great tool, not to mention too, it could be a great tool for you to learn how to use in case you ever had to grab something improvised that's like a baton. So we can get back to that. Pepper spray. I am a law enforcement pepper spray instructor. If you want to carry pepper spray, more power to you. I highly suggest you get pepper sprayed with an actual law enforcement or military grade 10 to 18 percent pepper spray. It's not fun. It's awful. It lasts about an hour. It sucks. Uh, but you need to know that you can get sprayed and still fight through it. Much like a knife, you bring to a knife fight, you get cut, you bring your pepper spray to a fight, you're going to get pepper spray on you. I don't care if it's gel, you're still going to get it on you. Um, and I'm also a taser instructor for both law enforcement and civilian. This is a compact device, very much like a small handgun, and it has the same stopping power as a law enforcement taser. So those are all the things. But like I said before, it I literally will not now, after two years of teaching, I will not put a taser, an OC spray a stabbing implement or a gun in your hand until you have done situational awareness training with me. Cause I have to make sure that you have the right survival mindset before we progress forward. Absolutely. So for those of you that just heard what she said, yes, she's a certified badass. Okay. And from our conversation earlier, she had, we were talking about weapons and she said, if you don't keep up on you know, how to shoot a gun. If you don't practice, if you don't practice with whatever weapon you, you have of choice, it can be used against you. Correct, Colette? Yeah. Practice or perish. Okay. And, and I recognize, right? Everybody, people go to something like pepper spray or a personal safety alarm because they want to feel safe. That's human nature, okay? We all want the magic pill to lose weight, to get bigger, stronger, faster, you know, and to be safe and secure. And I, I get it, right? But the reality is, is that the time and effort and, and dedication that it takes to not only initially become proficient in using a tool, but then also the continual upkeep of your skill, most folks just don't have that time, energy, or desire to keep it up. And yes, you do run the risk of it being used against you. Even if you are constantly practicing with it, that's always a risk that you run is, you know, lack of retention. But that's the reason why, like, nobody can ever take your mind away from you. Nobody can ever take your situational awareness away from you. And especially, ladies, like, your intuition, it's on point most of the time. And even when it isn't, so what? You're what? A little rude? I'd rather be alive and rude than, you know, <laughs> right. That's fine. So, I mean, that's the reason why I'm so focused on really building that survival mindset. And that is the name of my program. It's survival signals, because I really am teaching you the science behind 
the way that your brain and your body work in order to detect a threat and to leverage that and utilize it to keep you safe in a, in a number of particular or very common scenarios. Right. So situational awareness, here's an example. So I was in a supermarket. This happened quite a few years ago. And, you know, you're just in the supermarket, you're walking down the aisles. And I kind of noticed this guy following me and you're like, yeah, okay, cat, whatever. But you know what I mean? It's every time I was in the middle of the aisle, he was just turning the corner. So I purposely went down each aisle slowly and he followed me down each. Now he wasn't shopping. He didn't have a cart. He didn't have anything on him. And I thought, okay, this is really weird. So after about the fourth aisle, he got, I got right to the end of the aisle. He was right in the middle. I turned around and walked towards him. He turned around and I followed him and he walked all the way out outside of the store. And so that's what I'm talking about is noticing. Cause you think oh, it was a supermarket it's full of people, right? But you don't know what you don't know. You, he could be following you this whole time. He's scoping you out. Oh, she doesn't pay attention. She's looking in her purse. She's looking at her phone. Then you go outside. You have a cart full of groceries. Now you're fumbling in your purse and there it is. Yep. Okay. That's, that's a possible situation that they can, you know, take advantage of. So when you're doing your classes for women, what do you teach them? You know, you teach them situational awareness, but is it more about after the, you, they've done that, is it more about getting away from this situation? Like these defensive moves? No, I don't mean punches and kicks, but ways that you can move away from a perpetrator or whomever and then run because as she said, nothing's wrong with running, run. <laughs> that's my, that's my preferred method of self-defense is running away. Mm -hmm. You know, look, you win a hundred percent of the battles. You never fight. Right. Right. I I'm all in to win. I'm in to win it. So, you know, running away is fantastic. All right. So let's take that scenario, right? You've got some creepy person in the supermarket where you, were you using a cart Were you pushing a cart cat? No, I, I didn't have a cart. I had like just a little carry basket. Okay. So your hands, and, so your hands were occupied. Well, I had it like in the crook of my arm. So I was like this, okay. you know, and I'm walking, but you, you just, it was so weird because I don't know what made me notice it. Except for the fact that every time I turned around, he was right there. Your intuition. That's what made you notice it. So you actually have two brains. People don't realize this. You have something called the enteric nervous system. And in your solar plexus region, just below your sternum, you actually have brain tissue. And that is where we get a quote gut feeling from. So you probably got a gut feeling and the gut feeling can manifest itself in any number of ways. But it's usually the feeling of when something's just not right, something's just not right. And you need to go with that. I would suggest if we were going to do what I call a hot wash here and we're going to, you know, kind of debrief and tabletop this. Uh, I encourage women, even if you're just going in for like a thing or two, to actually get a cart to push. And there is a reason why. What did I say earlier? Distance plus cover equals time, right? So we were trying to buy time. So if he had tried to grab you, I mean, for all the ladies out there, you, you might have kids. And if you don't, you've been shopping in a grocery store before. Who has had the grocery cart hit the back of their ankles? <laughs> Right. Like right. that'll take down the largest man, woman or anybody like. So if, if he got if he got too close and maybe grabbed you, right, like threatened you, you could use that cart to create space. You could push that cart away from you and have your hands free still and have your arms free. 
Um, and then also you could use that. I'm really big on teaching women how to use things as improvised weapons. Same exact thing. You're going to the car. You've got a few bags. You're tempted like, uh, I don't want to walk the cart back to the cart corral. I'll just grab all the bags in my hands. Let me walk to my car. No, wrong answer. You know, like I know groceries are expensive these days, but like let them take the cart with the groceries in it, not you. So but again, that gro that cart could buy you time and space, right? You could use it to hit somebody with you could hit him in the Achilles with it. You could ram them with it. You could create use it to create space and distance, you know, right. put an obstacle between you and them. And yeah, the reality is, is he was he was profiling you. He was, you know, who knows what he wanted to do? Maybe he wanted to rob you, grab your phone, grab your keys. Carjackings are through the roof. That's going to be one of my classes coming up here. And uh, yeah, that's very, very possible. You know, same thing when you're driving, right? You noticed him turning corners in the aisle. The best thing that you did was is, and you got to see it firsthand yourself. People that are predators most of the time, unless they're just absolutely deranged and want to do something harm to you physically and not just take property, uh, they're chicken. They're big chickens and they don't <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want a hard target. Right. They don't want someone that's going to put up a fight. So when you faced him, made that good eye contact, gave him that like, I know what you're up to look and walked right at him. He took off. Right. You challenged him and. That was it. So he moved on to somebody else and hopefully nobody else that day. But right. that's reality. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of things. I mean, my husband. So when I was in Boston, actually, I didn't live in Boston. I commuted to Boston and I would memorize license plates, not memorize them. But I would get to a point where I could easily, you know, if someone said, what was the license plate number? I could just rattle it off. The other thing is. My husband was in intelligence in the military and we'd be walking in Boston. He said, you know, that guy that just passed by and I go, yeah. And he goes, describe him. And I was like, what? I said, you describe him. And he could describe him from head yeah. to toe. And I thought, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just, so you want to get used to details, little, not, oh, he had a gray shirt and brown pants, details, tattoos, jewelry, you know, yeah, eyes, mm -hmm. you know, those types of things, because those things you can't, you know, some people might have the same tattoo, but not necessarily in the same place. And sometimes they're just really um, bizarre type of tattoos and you just never know. So um, I've been groomed by my husband for years. Oh, you know, make sure you, you know, here's another thing. He goes, don't drive the same way to work all the time take a different route. So every now and then it's good for your brain. Number one, because you fall asleep, you don't really realize, you know, you miss something on the way to work, but if someone knows your route and then you take a different route, they're going to go, uh Oh, what's wrong with this? Yeah. You're on autopilot. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were times I drove to Boston and someone said, did you see the accident that happened? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> wait, wait, how did I get here? You know? So there, these are all little things that you can practice. You know, when I'm stopped at a stoplight and I see people walking, you know, and I'm looking at the way they're walking, you know, what they're wearing, or when I'm out with my dog and someone's out there and sometimes not all the time, I'll say, let's go in a different direction. And I don't know why, but I'm just like, let's just, you know, my, in, my instinct just says, let's go this way. And I'll do that. It it's, they're just little things that, 
at some point in time could actually help you in a situation that you didn't realize. Um, so Colette, how can people take your class? Yeah, absolutely. So I am launching online in early December and uh, to sort of as a, as a thank you to, to you, Kat, and to your listeners, uh, I'm going to offer you guys a 20% off coupon. So if you just use the coupon code SIS at checkout uh, and Kat, I'll make sure my website's just ColetteBuyer.com. And uh, the program is called Survival Signals. I'm also on Instagram at Colette Buyer, just my first and last name. And you'll be able to find me there and uh, would love to have everyone. You know, you'll get access to me in a private Facebook group for 12 months following the seminar. So that way you can come in and ask me questions one on one. I go live in a private Facebook group um, so that people have access and can ask questions once a week. And it also is an opportunity for me to then offer higher level training to women that have already gone through my initial situational awareness class because home invasion and carjacking especially are extremely prevalent these days. You were talking about you know, cars and driving and absolutely, I mean, just a few key takeaways there. A person's eyes always gives away their intention. So I really want everybody to leave today after listening to this episode and really start to look people in the face and look them in the eyes. When you're driving your car and you pass a car, don't look at the car, look in the car. And this is directly from law enforcement. You can actually see in a car, provided the windshield's not tinted. Look at their face. Look, look at the eyes. Look at the intention. And when you are stopped at a stoplight, Make sure you do leave yourself a good reactionary gap and an, and an opportunity to exit out of that travel lane should somebody try to carjack you at a stop because it is unfortunately very, very prevalent. So lock your doors and head on a swivel. And uh, that's that. Right. I do know that looking someone in the face is, is absolutely golden because, again, being in Boston, you know, you're walking on a sidewalk and if I'm looking down they think they can take me. But if I'm, if it's me on the sidewalk and a guy, I look him dead in his face. Like you want, come on, dude, you want to do something? Let's go, but I'm going to see you. And it, you don't think something like that works, but it does. It really does. So, um, Colette, thank you so much for, for being, you know, on our show. Oh, one more, one more question. Do you travel? Like, do you have, um, do you do classes in, in and around your area? Do you travel to teach this or, or is that, do you do something like that? I do. I train a lot of teams in situational awareness. And then if they actually want hands-on taser training, I can virtually do taser. They've given me the green light at headquarters and given me the blessing to do that. But, you know, there's no substitute for in-person. So right. if I have a group of at least 10 women, I'll come down and do multiple days of uh, we'll go to the range and fire guns. We'll do familiarization. We'll do taser training. Uh, we'll do hands-on situational awareness exercises. So absolutely, I, I do that for, for groups of 10 at least. Um, and really, you know, wherever the wind blows me is where I go. You know, if there's a need, I'm there. And uh, if for some reason I can't make it, um, I do have a, a network of, you know, former military and law enforcement female veterans that are slowly but surely uh, joining my team. And, and we can get you set up with somebody that's of like mind. All right, sisters in service, you heard it. You know, we need to get her here in Charlotte or anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, connection. I'm sure I can get 10 people. Absolutely. And we can because make a multiple day out of it. You know, we could do it over a weekend and, and just make a real good time of it. And, you know, 
do something good for yourself, right? You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your kids, you know, start them young. Uh, and it's actually, it's never too late. I don't care how old or how long, how young you are. Um, it's never, it's never too late. You start right now. Absolutely. Because, you know, when I was growing up and of course I grew up in a different time, but it's, you know, my parents never taught me that like, Oh, you know, be nice to people and smile. And, you know, when someone's being nice to you, but scoping you out at the same time, that's not good. So I, I totally agree with the fact that it's never too early to start them in knowing where they are and being able to uh, protect themselves in, in any form or fashion. So Colette, it's been a pleasure learning more about you, learning more about what you do. Um, you know, you're kind of like my girl crush. Now. I'm just like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> well, hey, look, I'm on a mission. We're going to, you know, I, I love the, the reason why I don't advertise my experience and my credentials is because discretion is the ultimate sophistication as far as I'm concerned. And we don't give away. Mm -hmm. We don't give away what we know. The tagline for my business has got your six with two X's. And the reason for yes. that is, is that, you know, I, I want every woman in America to be empowered with these skills, to be able to throw somebody on their face, make distance and do whatever they have to do and just look like somebody that's totally unassuming. Um, so then maybe, you know, men and other people that want to hurt women are going to think twice and mm -hmm. go, she might be a part of the X2 tribe and I can't, I'm not taking a chance. She might, she might do something about it. So that's, that's right. the new mission. And then the, you know, the people who do broadcast what they can do, you know, it's, it usually works against them, yeah. not for them. And, you know, when you sent me your bio and your picture and she has this very innocent picture, like you would never know from looking at her that, that she's this badass that she, that she seems to be, you know, and she has the, the credentials to back it up. So Colette, thank you so much uh, for being a part of Sisters in Service and learning more about you and, and how women and women veterans can, can actually, you know, feel a little bit safer knowing that that there are tools that they can use without necessarily going to a weapon. So you've heard it here. If you have any uh, questions, you can always contact Colette. But as always, please stay safe, take care of each other, and until next time.